Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, I'm always ready. <laughs> so the leaf, like, no, was it the leaf? Yeah, it was the leaf. Yeah, it wasn't the tree. It was the leaf. I don't yeah, know. I'm at piano class with her. Oh, and, yeah, that was the leaf. And she looks at me. She turns around. She gets done playing something with her piano teacher, and she turns around and looks at me, and she goes, gives me this the evil stink eye. Like what? And she goes, Dad. And I'm like, what? And she goes, Dad. I was like, what are you talking about? You're in piano class. Turn around and play piano. Focus. And she goes, quit farting. I smell something stinky. And at that point, like, it, like I didn't do anything. You didn't even fart. I didn't do anything. So if it wasn't her, and if it wasn't me. Had to have been the piano teacher. <laughs> had to have been the piano teacher. So how do you, like, what do you, don't just bring it up when, and like, that, that's like a... No, like, I I know. I talked to her about that. Oh, Number just, one, manners. Just don't, manners, yeah. Yeah. But, Number two. I mean, she's seven, so she doesn't know. Like, right. she just smells something stinky. Like, Dad, come on. And, like, that's horrible that she thinks it's me, though. Like, first off. Well, that's because you have been known to do that. <laughs> it does happen. This is just getting worse and worse. <laughs> tragedy, tragedy strikes. So it's when tragedy strikes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come in, listen, enjoy. It's time for Shut Up. I love you. And I love you too. I don't know how it feels. Like it feels like it needs to stay or hang out. I don't know. What? The I love you too. Oh, I feel no, like I'm it forcing it to go. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm forcing it. Thank you so much for finding us. <laughs> the show is about DMB, uh, chickens, and uh, which we have quite a bit of DMB talk. We have chicken talk too. Yeah, we have. Oh, the chickens. My heart, my heart. Oh, stop. And this show is about us, mostly us. This is really a show about us. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my name is David. I put the D in DNR. And I'm not going to say it. And this is Rachel. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, David. Sadud, you back up. <laughs> Sadud's so having a little Joe, bit. Yeah, Joe's actually having <laughs> we um, had a... technical difficulties at the moment. <laughs> Fortunately, we are not having technical difficulties, we so we're boy. still on. I literally dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> how, was, uh, how was your week? Now we're back up. Yay. How was your week? My week was fine. I know that's not what you want to talk about. How's your head, Joe? <laughs> Did you set the mic with your head? Yes. Um, so a- as we go on, friends here, um, thank you so much for finding us. This is your first show. We're, we're so grateful and honored that you take your moment and, and spend your evening, your day, your car ride, or how, however you're going or wherever you're at, and you're spending that time with us. So thank you. Um, Friends, please uh, find us on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you download podcasts, you can find us. Um, or go straight to shutupiloveyou.com. There's click-throughs right there. Um, sign up for our email list or write us an email. Tell us a story. Tell us something about that you want to hear or uh, something that you ran across through your week. Or tell us how your week was. We're happy to hear or listen. We're, we're here for you, too, as well. Um, but I want to have a heart-to-heart with, with our friends right now. And, um, and, and mostly it's about con- uh, DMB concert tickets. And I brought, a, I brought a friend with me on the show here, Concert Vids 34. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I brought him on here because I wanted to have this conversation with, not only with you friends, but uh, but with Concert Vids too. He, 
And he posted a video earlier in the week that really inspired me. And I, and I didn't really realize how much I had to say um, about DMB concert tickets and how the way fans buy tickets and sell tickets and trade tickets. And he had a lot to say about it. And um, that's before I stole his thunder. I thought, hey, why don't we have, have him on the show and let's have a converse, conversation. So first off, I'm going to give him a moment to introduce himself. So Concert Vids, give us a chance to the, get to know you. Yeah, so I'm Concert Vids 34. Uh, my real first name is Marcus. Uh, and I am from Connecticut. Uh, my channel is essentially about my experiences with live music. Uh, the concert vid portion is just based on the fact I go to a lot of concerts. I go to a lot of different types of concerts. I have I, This year I went to J. Cole. I went to uh, Elton John. I went to Farm Aid. I went to Kendrick Lamar. It's not just one genre. It's not even just one set of, of musicians I like. If a friend's going to a show, that I, I kind of am interested in, I'll go to them and experience the artist without ever hearing more than two or three songs. So I like to share the videos from those concerts with the world so that if someone's going to a show, they know what to expect. They know what's going to be going on for that tour if it's coming to their city. I also like to talk about my opinion, especially DMV related, but with other bands that I'm just learning about, bands I've known for 15, 20 years, and the channel has a mix of live videos or recorded videos from shows and live streams on YouTube with my reactions to different types of music. Yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah, friends, if you have a chance, please check them out at ConcertVids34 on Twitter, um, at ConcertVids34 on YouTube. I, 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 assume I didn't write that down. I'm horrible at this so yeah. <laughs> yeah at concertvids 34 on youtube as well please check him out it's a great channel i watch the videos all the time i love his insights i love his point of view and his perspectives and uh quite honestly he's a way better guitar player than me too so there is that <laughs> maybe, <Thank you. laughs> maybe one day when i grow up so do you have any like um what was the inspiration behind that it was just a little bit um just going to a lot of shows or like yeah uh, Ten years ago, I went to my first concert ever as far as a main, like going to an amphitheater-type concert, which was actually Linkin Park's Project Revolution. Wow. Yeah. For Connecticut. Yeah, wow. Well. Ironically, <laughs> uh, you think about what the horrible things that happened last year with Linkin Park and Chris Cornell. The, my first yeah. show, it was Chris Cornell's birthday. Oh. And he was the... The, the last act to go before Lincoln Park. Buster Rhymes was there. Oh, wow. The Bravery. <laughs> yeah, um, wow. a, a, a metal band, a Treyu. They were kind of, I don't know if they're still around. I remember around. Treyu. Yeah. 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 They were there. Uh, Ten Years, a band yeah. that's kind of a little more kind of alt-metal. I mean, everyone was there, and it encapsulated all the types of music I like. I yeah. knew who Buster Rhymes was, but I also knew who Chris Cornell was, and that was my first show, and it was an amazing experience, and all of a sudden, I said, I want to record some of these shows, and I started recording shows on my YouTube, and then I was like, I want to give my opinions, so I started giving my opinions, and it yeah. just kind of all grew together from that first show 10 years ago in 2008 to what it is now, and I also think that the inspiration of how I approach these, these videos is from sports. I have concert posters behind me, and I have uh, sports memorabilia you know, yeah. jerseys in my closet. So sports teams are criticized by their fans 
But if a fan criticizes their team, they're doing it because they want them to be better. They're doing it because they want the, the yes. team to know how they feel. Yeah. And but at the end of the day, if you, if you go to a parking lot and talk to me about my team, I'm going to defend them to the death. Yeah. Even though I criticize my goalie, I'm a Flyers fan. The, you know, our goalies are inconsistent. We haven't won a cup since the, you know the you know, '76. But I will defend that team, and that's how I feel about DMB. That's how I feel about other fans. I'm very critical of them. But I will defend Carter Beaufort's drum, and I will defend <laughs> yeah. what he did to acoustic guitar playing in the early 90s to the death. And that's why you see a lot of criticism, but constructive criticism. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's a great channel. Please check them out, uh, friends. So now that we got to, to, to know you a little bit, um, let's, talk, let's talk why you came on the show. So talk about the video that kind of inspired this, this thing, that this unsold DMB concert tickets that's coming up. And, and just give us like a small little background about the video that you had and, and a little bit of the, um, the talking points there behind it. Yeah, so the video really was just to point out a, a very concerning trend in the ticketing industry. And full disclosure, I have friends that have worked at, here in Connecticut, they've worked at Ticket Galaxy, which is a ticket broker. I have friends that worked at StubHub and left Connecticut and then moved out to the jobs that left. But So I know people who have worked at these secondary ticket marketing sites. So I know what goes on. I know what happens when a ticket doesn't work. I know what happens when things don't go right. So with that knowledge and seeing what's going on, there was a concern that, you know, the day of, of going to get tickets for this DMV tour, you went on, your computer, you know, messed up. You, you couldn't get tickets to different shows. And then all of a sudden, three or four days later, there's still tons of shows for Albany. There's not a sellout in Boston. Uh, you have shows yeah. in Philly that still have tickets available. And for all of this mayhem that fans experience getting denied through the warehouse getting denied through the primaries yeah they won why are there so many tickets still unsold and why are they so expensive in 2018 compared to how they were just in 2015 where a pit ticket for a summer tour show my first pit show bucks. was 85 bucks yeah 85 dollar tickets ticket, now yeah cheapest ticket for any show for this tour is 85 bucks yeah and that's so, and it's crazy the upper bowl of all of these venues and and you go through any venue there's what three venues that have sold out three of the 12 shows there's 12 shows this winter tour three of them sold out the other nine shows you go to any of the venues the upper bowl all the way at the top they're 85 dollars tickets minimum and there's just a shit ton of tickets sorry excuse my language but there's just a, a lot of tickets there and it feels weird it feels that I, like it just doesn't make sense for as much um, chum that was in the water, as much as excitement that came out of the summer tour. Everybody was just on the moon, through the moon, like this band is awesome. I love it. I'm going to buy all the shows. And there's so many tickets left. Yeah. And I think the thing that concerns me, like I said, the trend that concerns me is Ticketmaster has been working up to this for years. They're trying to be a broker. By that I mean, you can. The reason some of the tickets are still left is because certain tickets in the first row or the third or fourth row of the upper deck are not 85 bucks. They're upcharging them as platinum seats to 100, 115, 120, yeah. 130 dollars because they said, "Hey, a broker is going to make that much money. 
but we want to make that money. Yeah, we want to make the money. And what's happening is, here's the thing, and this is because of my knowledge of people that have worked at these tick secondary ticket marketplaces. With Ticketmaster, you can't sell a ticket below face value on Ticketmaster for most of their shows, if not all of them now. Yeah. With the, with StubHub, with Vivid Seats, with the independent broker site, those sites, because they encourage these brokers to sell as many tickets as possible. So if they can't, they will lower the price below face value if an Albany show doesn't have a sellout. So the fan now, if Ticketmaster is going to play broker, the fan has all these tickets that are at, at face value or higher, and the face value is not fair to the market, and it'll never go below face value. Yeah. Where this, with StubHub, you go to a Yankees game and, on a Tuesday, and if the ticket doesn't is not selling, you can get that ticket for ten bucks instead of thirty bucks. Yeah. Because the secondary marketplace, they don't. Most of them have that free market where you can lower it or raise it based on true demand, yeah. not an artificial demand by upcharging platinum seats with no VIP features. Yeah. And limiting what how low you can go on on the price. Yeah. And and I guess my inspiration after watching this was like. DMB fans have bought and sold tickets a very specific way for a long time. For as long as I've been buying and selling tickets for the Dave Matthews Band. And trust me, friends, I have done a lot of them. I have bought tickets through Warehouse, through other fans or whatever. And I have bought tickets through StubHub and, and Ticketmaster and all of those. I've tried to buy as many tickets as I possibly can. But DMB fans are very specific when they're buying from other fans or trading from the other fans they um face and fees i feel like they're very conscious they're not about trying to get a profit. a profit yeah yeah and i guess after watching concert vids video here it like i kind of took a step back and said wait a minute maybe Ticketmaster and DMB management, and and I'm bringing up DMB management because you you've made the mention that Stefan kind of walked away from the whole. Um, I'm just here to play shows. I don't know about how tickets are sold, and so I feel like managements are really driving the way tickets are sold, and DMB fans have bought and sold tickets a, a certain way forever that it kind of brings us to this this marketplace where fans are like DMB fans buy as many tickets as they possibly can from as many sites as they possibly can they go through warehouse they go through city presale and they go to try to buy them as soon as they go online though some fans will have three sets of tickets to three or four different venues and then they try to find the best seats that they can possibly get and then sell the rest. All right. But other fans buy those tickets at like, oh, well, you know, we're buying them for face and fees or whatever. So how can Ticketmaster not do like what we're talking about here? How can they not say, okay, we're going to hold these tickets back and we're going to put that, we're going to raise the pre the value of these premium seats. Cause that's what's all the fans are buying. They're going, okay, well, if you're going to buy six sets of tickets to five different shows, we're going to hold the good seats back 
to make the most money and make you eat the cost on all of these lower end seats since we know you're going to buy these shows anyways because that's what and then sell them for face and fees or lose money or lose to, money to get rid of them or lose money to get rid of them right and it's, it's a tough <laughs> it's a tough thing because the the platinum seats do deter fans that are that buy up the market from being another barrier to you know it it's really stopping some people from buying from seven different cities. Now they're only going to buy from two. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, the conundrum is Ticketmaster doesn't want to settle on just revenue through the primary, which that would be the solution to let the secondary markets dictate how these tickets, the supply and demand is, and say, look, yeah. we, we're not going to make as much on that secondary market, but we're going we're gonna to sell our, you know, the tickets may sell out, and at least on the secondary, they can go lower, and those seats are filled at this venue because it was sold already, and someone's going to buy it for maybe ten or fifteen dollars cheaper. But ultimately, Ticketmaster, they want more and more revenue because they're losing lawsuits. They have extra upkeep. It's the liability and all the things that come into making a concert work are more expensive, and they're really stuck on. We have to make more money on fees. We have oh to make yeah, more money on everything else. It- and it's really, it's really, I don't really know a true answer other than just, like I said, Ticketmaster should let the, 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 the prices be more you know, reasonable or fair. Let them sell out and then let the secondary and the, even the fan trading, friends trading with friends, just work itself out. Yeah. And I think a little bit of friends or fans can, like, in this face and fees men- mentality, like, I feel like it's hurting us to the point where... Maybe we should be able to sell. If you have a pair of pit tickets and you want to sell them to another fan and that fan says, I want to pay you $150 for those pit tickets. I don't know why that's not a, like why you shouldn't be able to do that. Like that has, so you're taking that money basically away from Ticketmaster and you're putting it in friends, other friends hands. Whereas, um, the top upper bowl seats or whatever, if you end up getting, cause we have upper tickets to the first night one at um, Charlottesville and we, we want lower bowl seats. So we're just going to unload those tickets. We're just going to be like, here, you know, give us 50 bucks for them. We're, we're fine for it. You know what I mean? So like the market is, um, dictating what those seats are worth to us like oh we lucked out i mean the warehouse gave us upper seats like it sucks you know we have to get so if we want to sit lower we got to pay a little bit of extra money you know like i don't know what i'm trying to say there but i think there's some there's some kind of value there in that that dmb fans are very strict on how we sell to each other. And I think Ticketmaster and DMB management has figured that out and is using that against us as much as possible to make the most money. (laughs) Everybody wants more money. Yeah. Right. And I I really think, and even my issue with the pricing for DMB is simply this. Look, they're cheaper than a lot of, a lot of other options. I saw Elton John this year and Uh, I got a verified fan ticket. So it was a face value ticket. It was about 140, 150 to be side stage, but it's his last tour. Yeah. And I think my issue with DMB is there's they're they are amazing, but the the demand for them doesn't grant $85 seats in the rafters. Maybe yeah. at Madison Square Garden, where again, it's yeah. a popular venue, yeah. the fan base is there, 
But in Philadelphia, we're, we're seeing $85 seats. Charlottesville night one, there's yeah. still $85 seats yeah. in the band's hometown. And that's just my concern is I, I would I pay much more for hockey tickets uh, to, to see my Flyers play. I pay much more for Elton John, but I'm just I'm just saying the ticket match in DMV. Look, your your eighty five dollars seat outside of the sold out shows. Yeah, it's not worth that eighty five dollars based on the demand. So, yeah, and that's no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I would I would agree with that. A Tuesday night show in Columbus is just doesn't have the value. You, you shouldn't be trying to get eighty five dollars for upper bowl seats for that show. You know, and I agree. Maybe you're you gonna should end up not selling them, and you're gonna end up not selling them, right? But I I think band management also like the bottom line here is DMB is a money making machine. DMB is like. The DMB army is real. People, if you're listening to me right now and you're offended by that, I'm sorry. And I don't mean it to be negative or anything, friends. You know, we're, um, I'm part of the DMB army. I spend the money on, I buy the t-shirts, I buy the concerts, I go to the shows. You know, I am part of this machine that is the Dave Matthews band, you know. You're the coal fueling that fire. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not sure where that falls in or what we can do to change any of that, you know? Well, I, I do. I Well, first, I think I'd like to say is that I think when you look at, like you said, DMB has power with Ticketmaster. I think for the band, they can fight back as far mm-hmm. as look at Eric Church, look at Ed Sheeran, look at other artists who have canceled thousands of tickets, Ticketmaster tickets because brokers bought them. These okay. bands, their management found ways to figure out, okay, this account is tied to a broker from Ticketmaster. We're canceling all their tickets for seven shows. Okay. 10, 15, 20 shows. All I'm asking of the band is to fight back, just like they do with all mm-hmm. the amazing causes they do across the world. And now, yeah, yeah, the issues that are going on that they fight are more important. Farm aid, the, the farmers, it's more important than a ticket. I'm blessed to be able to go to these shows. Yeah, yeah but at the true same story. time, it is a social injustice to not at least stand up and cancel tickets out. You're going you're going to end up losing people coming to your show because they just can't afford to go yeah. because the prices are too high. Because the prices are too high. Because they want to make the most money as possible. And if you're a band that's really for sorry, the you know, playing for the people, then do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Find a way to do it. And the kicker is this that Ed Sheeran He's still touring with Ticketmaster and Live Nation shows. He's still selling out arenas, even though he's hurting those brokers that we saw the reports this summer. Mm-hmm. The brokers Ticketmaster wants to make profits for them. They're canceling those tickets out, but Ticketmaster says, hey, we need Ed Sheeran shows. We yeah. need Eric Church shows. Yeah. They're doing things to change the game and can scare brokers away, but Ticketmaster is still good with them. So I think that a band like DMB, they're not as popular as Ed Sheeran, but the bulk amount of tickets they sell every year, if they t- truly took a stand, if Stefan was on Twitter, just like he is with all the social issues yeah. that, he, that he, he stands up for, if he was on Twitter talking about Ticketmaster or saying, look, we're not going to play unless this is canceled, they're going to they're gonna change. They're going to give in and fold and yeah. cancel the tickets. But a while back, at some point in time, DM, the Dave Matthews band itself gave The band members. To band management. Yeah. At some point in time, they said, we're going to... You run the band, the band management, you run the band... I think it's Red Light 
management, red light media. You guys run the band the way that uh, you need to, because the, I mean, the business side, because you cannot, you cannot get past the way the album was dropped, the way the songs come out beforehand. Like all of that is well-timed. Everything is well-timed on how they yeah. do. The Dave and Tim tour was announced before the winter tour. All of the, every single announcement, every single thing they do is yeah. m- made the machine to make the most money as possible out of this money-making machine that is the Dave Matthews. Matthews band and the band itself they're like look we gave in to management all we know what we do our work our job is to go out here and kill these shows every single night in which they do they bring it they bring the show they bring the house down every single night and that's why we keep coming back um so i don't know where the separation is for us as fans you know Right. And I, I do I did have some things and I've mentioned them in my video of what we can do as fans. Um, one of the first things I think is being patient. Mm. A lot of the things, like you said, buying up tickets and freaking out and some people that have the, 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 the paycheck, I can't knock them. They're buying a, a yeah. sub hub ticket seven, you know, not seven times the value, but three or four times the value for Saratoga right after the tickets sell out. I think waiting it out does a lot because Outside of a couple of venues, let's just take away SPAC, Hartford, and sometimes some of the West Coast, like Hollywood Bowl, if you wait it out, tickets will become at face value or lower. Or lower, mm-hmm. yeah. The, day, the, the week of the show, mm-hmm. and I know some people can't plan that, that close, but and if you live 20 minutes away, wait it out in Alabama, wait it out yeah. in Florida, wait it out in, in Houston. In Dallas, wait it out until the week of the show. The only problem with waiting it out is you're not—you're not, risking, you're yeah. not going to get the show. Oh, you're not going to get to sit where you want to sit. Mm-hmm. And part of that is trying to get like the the insatiable appetite that is DMB fans is we want to sit as close to to I mean I want to see Dave's nose hair, uh, Rondra, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So I definitely struggle with that as well. Uh, I've started to learn like this. I'm going to. Uh, Mohegan Sun, I'm in one of the last rows. Um, but one thing that people can do is they can travel. Yeah. This started with my football love. Yeah. You can fly, as a Patriots fan, I can fly to Miami or Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Go to a, go to a Dolphins game and it's cheaper than going to Gillette. Sometimes for yeah. a good seat at Gillette, you could fly to Florida from Connecticut, <laughs> go there and get a cheaper ticket. And yeah. all those costs are either the same or cheaper. Yeah. And with DMB, if you go to Austin, Texas, and this is not a knock to Austin, but if you go to Austin, Texas, every year there were seats below face value on StubHub well before the show. Yeah. If you go to Orange Beach, which a lot of people actually did this, but then they had the storm, which was unfortunate. Yeah. But people flew down and were, were there for vacation and then went to the show and you got a better deal in Alabama than you did if you were to go to Hartford or to Mansfield, Mass, just by traveling. That's one way I think fans can get... You get a pit ticket to Austin for below face. The day of the show, a week before the show, a month yeah. before the show, it's going to be at face. So traveling, making a vacation out of it can save you some money as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Concervids, for taking the time and, and spending... A, I love the conversation. Um, I think there's more here. Like, I really think, like, friends, um, fans, DMB fans, we should really all get together and really start talking about this because it, it really does affect all of us in how we're buying and selling tickets at all. So anything here you want to you wanna plug here, Concervids? Uh, 
So I also just this weekend started an Instagram page, same concert vids 34. Yeah, awesome. So Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, same thing, concert vids, V-I-D-S, 34. That's it. Check me out. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I, I love the conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, I hope you have a good night. Talk to you All soon. Right, you guys have a good night as well. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. All right. See ya. All right, friends. Thank you so much for uh, bearing with us as we talk. I think it was a good conversation. Uh, you know, I think it was something that, like the words that needed be said. You know, like let's start talking about it. You know. Yeah, it was very clinical. <laughs> exactly what you wanted. You didn't want it to be. Uh, fine. Fine. No, uh, no. It, uh, he he's got a lot of a lot of good insight um, on the on the process and and the he actually brought up which I, what I was trying to get you to bring up is the fact that this is not just uh, a DMB yeah, isolated no, you're thing. Right. You're right. This you're is right. a this is for everybody that goes to concerts. You know mm-hmm. there are, there are ways for you to to uh, to to make your concert going more. Uh, uh, Cost benefit. Yeah, correct. Cost beneficial. Yeah. So, um, our next. Our next <laughs> what? No, nothing. Um, the the term being in love. What does that mean to you? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just wanted to go right into it. The term being in love, because, and I can't remember how I wrote this down, but like it, it struck me because like. You and I are in love, I guess. I mean, we're, but our version of in love has changed over the years because, no, I, I remember how it's actually my social media moment because there was, um, there's an account I follow and I, and I won't name the account. I don't want to bring anybody out, but the, there's two people that are, profess their love on Twitter all the time. They're telling how much they love each other and how much they're in love with one another. And they have every right to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But our version of being in love, like, I don't know how, like, because I don't know. I still love you. I love you with everything. You know, I love everything about you. But our version of being in love isn't that sappy. Well, for I think for a lot of couples, that is a stage. There is a stage when that happens. And we went through that stage. Okay. And it, it probably wasn't... I mean, I don't know. I mean, it didn't last as long as it does with other people. Other people, it lasts a lot longer. But, there, you know, you're... I feel like when you're newly in love... Okay. There's more of a, you know, this is so fun, and I didn't know it could be like this, and I just love you so much, and this is great, and thank you, I just love you. Yeah, but what if what about the people that don't know that they're in love, but they are in love you know like we're like just hanging out and we're boyfriend and girlfriend and we go to shows and we and we go Uh, and do all these things and i can't imagine my life without this person but right now we don't want to define but i i I really think that's as much as in love as what 
these people that are are newly like engaged and like going professing to the world that we love each other or our version where you make me coffee in the morning and my heart is all a flutter, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not in love with you when I'm making you coffee. <laughs> with or without cyanide. <laughs> um, so Wait, isn't it no. on a timer? <laughs> <laughs> the cyanide, the extra cyanide. <laughs> um... No, not necessarily because the you know those people that are hanging out like maybe they haven't realized that they're in love yet. Uh, maybe uh, okay, other people the, can see but it, but they're in love still, nonetheless. Uh, so their version of being in love is no different than saying being in love, or no different than what. So, like, you're saying there's degrees. Like, this being in love is a grayscale of being in love. Yeah, love love cannot be defined by a percent or a yes or no. Or, yeah, it's a grayscale. Yes, there's, in my opinion... Okay. I mean, and, and, and I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball here. I'm in love with my daughters, you know? I... Yes. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. You're, yeah, you love them and this love grows and it ebbs and it flows and um, Dang, there's... Dang, like been a song. Like <laughs> song. <laughs> um... But the love you have for them is different than the love you have for me. Mm -hmm. And the love you have for me is different than the love you have for your brother. Okay. In the... So love in general is a grayscale. In yeah. general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So trying to define the term in love is not... There's no real definition to being in love. I mean, I'm in love with my headphones. You in. might be. <laughs> and not the perverted Linda. I just really like right. the it's way they... It's not that you take those headphones to bed. Yeah. But when you use those headphones, you don't want any other headphones. You want these headphones because you just love them so much. You're in love with these headphones. Yes. yes. But I we understand. use this term through our daily vernacular all day long. Uh, all... Some people do, yes. <laughs> so this term of being in love is like everywhere. I I'm in love with that whatever stop sign down there. You know? I'm in love with this coconut lime seagrams. <laughs> love with that coffee you make me in the morning with cyanide in it. You mean I, the coffee that has my spit in it? That is that yeah. the coffee you're in love with? Your spit is my happiness. That's good to know. I'll put a little extra in for tomorrow. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right, then. So, I was, I don't know, in the kitchen doing something. And Joe sits, he's like, huffs down at the table. He like very matter of factly. Uh, yes, I. That's a okay. And he goes, "Lord have mercy." So I stopped. Mercy. 
$28 for a handkerchief. Yes. What? 28 this is what he, this is just what I hear. $28 for a handkerchief. And the next thing, the only next thing that I could think and I said this out loud, why? <laughs> yeah, who did you spend that? No, he saw this somewhere. Oh, somebody wanted to like buy online or, had for or something. Sale. Yeah, twenty eight dollar handkerchief. Yeah. And I said, "Why?" But and he said, "Oh, in. yeah. Well, he goes, oh, it must be like made from a very high quality material or okay, something.' Yeah. And my next statement was, "But you blow it. It doesn't <laughs> blow you." <laughs> You're you're putting your boogers (laughs) into a piece of cloth. You don't need to pay twenty eight dollars for that. Yeah, but okay. So there is. I mean, we just got done having a conversation about free market. If there's, (laughs) yeah, obviously there's somebody that's willing to pay twenty eight dollars for that handkerchief. Somebody's somebody's gonna sell it to you. If you're gonna be there to pay for it, somebody's gonna be there to sell it to you. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's what the and, whole... And these are not Chinese-made. Yeah. <laughs> these are American-made. That's the reason That's the reason they're... $28. Uh, yeah. $28. $28. Yeah. Okay. Joe, I'll make you some handkerchiefs. <laughs> I'm not going to charge you $28. Yeah. So I got I got some... Uh, I got some Joe, Joe news, I guess. Okay. So uh, I'm raking my yard. <laughs> check, your, check your local... Check your local listings, friend. Wherever where you we are, live, where we all live, the leaves fall, fall is, off the fall, tree. Fall is happening right now, and as fall is happening, and and let's let's take you to the scenario. It's eleven o'clock in the morning. I am just getting started drilling in the rigging process, and 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 I'm at the beginning where I got a pile, and I need to bring some things down so I'm doing this other task and Movie. me being the great brother <laughs> being the great yeah. to help Joe jumps in and as he is like I told him like hey I gotta move this thing this, this over this pile I gotta move this pile over here it takes two people to run the leaf blower no. Why? No. no, he said but you no. have to do. You have oh, no. I said you have you. to do the leaf, the leaf blower, blower and, and the, the rake at the same. So friends, I am time. not. I am side. not like super to the point where I have like a fancy gas leaf blower. I have this electric leaf blower, and it's good enough leaf blower, and obviously not good enough because I have to use a rake. So rake also. It helps when one person rakes and the other person. Um, blows blows <laughs> or you have to do rake blow rake blow rake blow you know but it helps when there's two people so it's like joe why don't you go ahead and start blowing and it helps when there's two people doing it no the, what he said no. was no okay so yes. go ahead and get started you have to rake and blow at the same time yes <laughs> that was david's rake. version of events okay, okay so here's yeah. what i heard i come out there and he's like uh Joe, why don't you hop on the blower and start blowing leaves that way yeah. towards the road? And then the leaf chimed in and says, I want to blow on a blow. And he's like, no, you can't do it because all you want to do is blow leaves everywhere. Because that's like, what she does. <laughs> and uh, we want Joe to do it because uh, you have to use, you have to rake and blow at the same time. 
Yeah. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. So then I walked, I put my back to him, walked away, grabbed the leaf blower, and I started getting my mind into blowing leaves. Then I pick up the rake, and he's already facing walking away and probably saying what he said. You know, I'll be right back to help you rake, blah, 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 blah. So I'm grabbing the rake and the leaf blower, and I'm sitting here with myself in my head saying, why the fuck does he want me to use the leaf and the rake, the blower and the rake? I'm like, how does he expect me to do this? To rake it into the flow of the blower? No. Oh, I know what he's wanting to do. He wants me to use the rake as a shield so that I can create a line, like a torpedo line of leaves that will bounce up against the rake and down the hill. So that's what I did. He came back and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? You told me see, to use the rake and, all I and see the is blower. It, Joe, he has a blower in one hand and a, a rake, rake in the, the other. Yeah. And I'm going, what are you doing here? And I instantly grab the rake and then start raking the leaves as he's blowing them. And he's like, oh, oh, that's that what you <laughs> But that's not what you said. I mean, yeah. In a weird, that's what not I said. Not what you said. That's what I said. No, I know. He does it to me all the time. I don't. I have trouble giving all the, I say what's in my head. Right. I don't give you all don't the... right. You don't give enough details for people to understand what you're thinking. I wish you assume I wish we understand. Was, you know, you've seen cartoons where the thought bubble, the, yeah, the bubbles like will come up out, over yeah. the head. I wish we had those because my like above my head would have been a cloud. Because I was like, what the fuck? How the fuck am I really? Is this what he wants? Yeah. Thank you for raking. Mm. <laughs> or helping me rake. Mm-hmm. We have a lot. We have a lot of leaves. A lot of down leaves. Yep. Raking is definitely a chore. Yeah. You know what the kids brought up to me the other day, speaking of cleaning up the lawn. When we moved into this house, there was a section where all of the brush from the, I don't know, previous every owner would throw all of their discarded lawn everything oh that's much better yeah <laughs> um and we we wanted to clean up that area there was old christmas trees and cut bushes yes, and yes, limbs yes, yes. and um we in we moved into this house in the winter time in the spring there was a a tree that was dead And trying to fall down. We didn't want it to fall on our house. So we called a landscaper. They came in to put the tree down in a safe way. Yes. Yes. And uh, it happened to the, the trunk of the tree was in this area where all of this discarded brush was. Mm Mm-hmm. So they cut the tree down. And it was a hard oak. It was like a white oak. And um, it was a so it was super hard to cut. Yeah, it was it was completely dead. I mean, it didn't have any limbs left. It was basically just the trunk of the tree left. Yeah. Um. So they cut it down. We since they were here, we had them limb up a couple of trees out front, do some landscaping out front. So they got done out back, went out front, and the I 
so the leaf was two when we moved here. Yeah, it would, yeah. Yeah, big, a big glass patio door leading to the backyard. It's the middle, like, there's still a little bit of snow on the ground. It's the middle of, like, the uh, winter Winter's turning into ending, spring, yeah. you know. Um, so we're inside playing games, and she comes walking up to me and goes, there's a fire out back. I'm like, what? <laughs> we, we, you know, yeah, we've had a fire in the fire pit already this year, but there's not a fire. Mommy, look, there's a fire out back. I go, look, the landscapers caught all that brush on fire. Yeah. And we, it didn't actually, like, catch until they were out front, so nobody knew. So I go running out front. I'm like, hey, our backyard's on fire. They come <laughs> running out back. Well, we were new to this house. We didn't have a hose in the backyard yet. Yeah. <laughs> no hose, babe. <laughs> so we're filling up buckets with water, trying to throw water on this fire that's starting to spread now. And I called the fire department, and, you know, do I need to talk? go knock on the neighbor's doors? How quickly is this going to happen? Because this is like 10, 20 years of dead brush. This stuff was ready to burn. Yeah. We, Even at the beginning of spring. Yeah, when it's, it's still, still wet. wet and that stuff, stuff just was goes just out. so dry. Yeah. Yeah, it was going quick. Um, so I, there's all these things going through my head. You know, I can imagine what all the neighbors are thinking. Oh, these new people new move people in, catch, catch everything on, on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. um, the, we ended up getting the fire put out. The fire department went ahead and saturated it just to make sure it was nice and out. I'm pretty sure we didn't get charged for that no, landscaping yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> job that year. But fortunately for us, all of that brush that we wanted to clear got out, cleared out. Got, yeah, got cleared out by the fire. Yeah. And that actually turned out to be a nice blessing. Yeah, <laughs> in disguise for us. But yeah, I was surprised that the kids remembered that, that the leaf uh, remembered that really. She brought, she it, brought up? it up the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, yeah, honey, I do remember that happening. Believe me. I remember when our backyard was on fire. You guys have like a, a strange tendency for things catching on fire around your houses. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not as strange. It's not a good tendency I want to keep. So, we do a lot of things in I our mean, backyard. There's definitely fires everywhere right, right. now. And the, the part about fires that suck. And a lot of people don't really, I mean, once you put it into perspective, you're really understanding. Fire does not care. Does not care what color your skin is or how much money you have or don't have. Fire doesn't care. Fire does one thing. It burns. And it burns Best everything. Best wishes to everybody out in California and all the firefighters out there. Yeah. Fighting those fires. Yeah, it burns everything in its path and its way, and it doesn't. It just has no prejudice or anything. It doesn't care what, that your grandma's doily from two hundred years ago. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. It burns, and it'll burn, and it'll burn. So, um, fire sucks, and it's not. It's not fun by by no means. I don't. I don't want to have. I don't wish that on anybody, and I don't want. Um, I don't want to deal with that anymore. <laughs> I've had enough fires in my life. <laughs> yep. Faux show. <laughs> so what I learned from, I don't know if this is a new segment or if this can be a new thing, but what I learned from therapy from last week. So friends, uh, as you can tell, as you, if you remember listening last week's show, um, me and Rachel went out and I talked about it with my therapist. My therapist told me it's, she, he was like, David, it's okay to be angry. He was like, you were upset. He was like, you were 
you had a bad night. He was yeah. like, all the things that went through, and he's like, everything you just explained to me would make anybody, not even just you, but anybody have a bad evening. Don't beat yourself up for being angry. Yeah. And, like, I've been stewing on that all week. Like, I'd been, like, really not beating myself up, but really self-conscious and be like, man, I need to be more grateful. I need to be more thankful. I need to be, like, happier about when I did, like, get to go out or when I did the thing. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, but it's okay to be angry in the moment that you're angry. Yeah, you're allowed to feel your feelings. You're allowed to have that feeling. You can't, like, be afraid of it or run away from it or, like, you have to engage it and understand it. Feel it. Feel it, yeah. Yeah, just don't dwell on it. Yeah. That's... Yeah, don't take it into next next week. Right, it doesn't mean every experience is going to be this way. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Or don't just, like, keep hating your football team forever. <laughs> just be grateful. I hate to love them. Love <laughs> I can't stand that football And friends, if you know what fan... Uh, I'm a fan of a very specific football team. No. And then the please game, write it the in. The game is happening. <laughs> write it in. If you know David what fan it is, please tell me. And says... <laughs> Can you please leave? <laughs> I said, you know what? I can. I'm going to go lay down. You got the kids. And they still lost. <laughs> I, like, I, I enjoy like watching the game alone. I, I enjoy that. It's because like... he says all these horrible things. I do. And then he looks at me and knows that I'm upset that he's saying these mean, horrible things. He wants to be able to say those things and not get the stink eye from me. So he wants me to leave. But he wants me to make him food and get him beers. So he's realized if he wants to watch the game alone, he has to get his own beer. That's just what it means. Cooler. Get a cooler. Like a cooler. Yeah. Right next to your seat. Yeah. I'm the worst. Mm. <laughs> So we went out again, despite the fact that we had such a crappy time. We went to a new burger restaurant. Okay. Yeah, it seems like they're popping up all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, we did. Burgers and beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who knew it? We're American. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went to a new place, and as soon as you walk in, the hostess offers all of the young children an iPad to play on. Yeah. Like they had 50 iPads. Yeah. Give one to every kid. Every here single you go, one. Here. And I thought, you know what? That's smart because now the kids are entertained, not annoying anybody else. There's so no coloring. Families like... are going to be more likely to come and spend money because their kids are entertained. And, and then even on top of that, the kids meals came on a frisbee mm -hmm. that was their plate and i thought that is genius because you order these in bulk so they're dirt cheap that's one thing you don't have to clean up and now the kids want to come back because they got a frisbee yeah this place is doing it right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well considering you know we had an hour wait obviously <laughs> they're doing something well yeah, but you we gotta, went on like, a friday yeah. night yeah you, but you also have to like fans it up because it's burgers and beer. Like there's 
everybody we just said there's a million people doing it so what so, can we do to get people to come here instead yeah, of go there you gotta like cater to the kids because i mean parents that's what parents want to do if you're gonna and they spy on their customers <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah. they bugged our table yeah. yeah anytime we needed anything they were right there they mm-hmm. had it they already had it. we didn't have to ask yeah, yeah. And it wasn't because the server was walking by and saw it was empty no. either. They were watching the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that delivers better service, sure. Then, then I, sure. Yeah. If you have one person that's monitoring the ca- the whole dining room, you pay one person to sit on a camera and monitor your yeah. dining room. They you like, hey, server table take seven, this, hurry you up. server take that. Yeah, yeah. hey, table seven. This guy just out gave a drink. stink eye at his burger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Customer service is number one. That's why people go back. That's yeah. why, I mean, you deliver an experience. That's why we go back to Dave Matthews shows, because you deliver an experience. And Why the hell do we always go to that one place? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Their customer service sucks. Yeah, customer service sucks. And Food's yeah, mediocre. Food's mediocre at best. Their prices are not really that competitive. No. It's a two-minute drive home. True. <laughs> Convenience. So the chickens got whacked. Oh, yeah. They're uh-huh. supposed to have been yeah. whacked by now, yeah. yeah. I'm sad. The dog. Are you? No, not really. I, I mean, say, it, really, it's, you're sad? So, <laughs> friends, as any of you might know or understand that, animals take a level of commitment. You are constantly feeding and watering and, and cleaning. Cleaning up. And, after yeah and it is if you are making the commitment to have any kind of animal a goat a horse a chicken dog whatever cat any kind of animal you are saying i am going to clean up after you animal i'm gonna feed you i'm gonna water you and i'm gonna clean up after you that's when you're making that commitment yeah no we learned in the leaf's book tonight we were reading for bed that a dog drinking water out of a toilet is not and a good way for a dog to get water. You need to have a water dish for your dog. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, yeah. I don't understand why they had that in a book for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, whatever. To teach him to close the lid. Yeah. <laughs> close the lid. Uh, my children need to learn that lesson. So, um, we have chickens and we cycle our chickens. We so don't have chickens anymore. anymore. So we took them to a processor. Mm-hmm. And normally I process them this year. I was When like, he says normally, he means one, one time. time. <laughs> and, um, I took them to a processor. Somebody's going to process them for us. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to raise chickens. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to have somebody else slaughter them for me. <laughs> And that's that. So we're done with chickens for the year. We will get some more soon. We're going to have a freezer full. We're going to have some freezer full of chickens and bring them in and out (laughs) of families' houses and stuff. We're we're laughing. (laughs) Joe's dying right now. (laughs) He's choking to death. (laughs) He went down the road, too. I guess. It happens. Oh, well. So it's Friday after work. I, I get off work. It's Friday and I get up, night. Like, it's Friday night. Oh. You're ready to... 
um, you're ready to go home. You're ready to start your weekend. You're just constantly in, you're in your weekend mode. All right. I'm driving down the road and I'm constantly, um, not constantly, but I'm just like focused on getting home. You know, like there's nothing else. I don't see anything else. The work week was work week and now I'm ready to go home, you know, um, two lanes of traffic and I'm at a stoplight and not even think about it. turn on the radio and I just check out check out the car beside me and this must be a city major thing because the car beside me came up right into my peripherals and then turned on their blinker like they want to get in front of me they want to get in front of me they okay. want to get over well I'm oblivious to my surroundings right now I am going forward, head forward, music on, checked out from life. Like, Well, then how do you know that they came up beside you and turned their turn signal on? Because they drove forward when like the light turns green. I just take off going forward, and so they, they get mad. They start honking their horn. Guy starts flipping me off at this point. That's when I realize, like, oh, oh, you had your turn signal on. Oh, you wanted to get in front of me. I'm sorry, I didn't see you. You were in my peripherals. You were in the, yeah. like, I'm sorry. Well, screw you, David. You should have been paying attention to that <laughs> other guy. And, like, this pissed off at me. Like, he was going to slit my throat, I think. And and he, but there he was wasn't. a little bit, <laughs> there was a little bit of that, like, he was just sitting beside me. And like, hey, dude, I'm right beside you. I'm going to get in front of you. And there is a whole bunch of me going... I, like, I just did not see him. I didn't see him at all. I'm in some other different place. I am not... I'm in my car driving, I can tell you that, but I wasn't there driving. I was somewhere else. Listening to the radio, thinking about my weekend, like, all... Everything, just getting off work, you know, on a Friday afternoon. And, like, dude was going to slip my throat because I didn't let him in. Yeah. yeah, you should have let him in. <laughs> he drove like he <laughs> sped up and got into two cars in front of me that had a gap, and then cut off that person after giving reading me the right, you know, you're a bastard kind of thing. How did he know you were a bastard? <laughs> I guess I don't know. I don't know how he knew. He just knew. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> In, in my um, self-reflective moment for the week, um, I had a couple of moments this week where there was, and one specific for softball, the one guy, I'm, being, I'm going to become the commissioner of our Little League softball organization. And it's I'm grateful, and it's an honor to be able to, to help kids and you know i love the game of baseball softball and to spread that love to you know hopefully i get to help other kids enjoy that little league baseball softball experience so i'm excited for that honor um but the guy that was doing it before me i had to go meet him at um, a place and we had to do a transaction basically where he is Passing the torch to me. Um, 
and I couldn't be able to do, it was very self-reflective because I couldn't be able to do what I'm doing if it wasn't for him doing what he did. You know, he left this place in a very good place. And, and I really feel like, um, like it was a moment where I'm standing. I'm grateful that sometimes I get to stand on the shoulder of giants. Um, like this podcast, we're doing this podcast and we're doing it because we want to do it and we have things we want to say and we like to talk and all of those things are true, but there's people that came before us that we listen to that are the... That yeah, are, we wouldn't think that we can do this if it wasn't for... If it wasn't for other people saying, yeah, we did this thing and it's a real thing, do this thing, you know? So we are standing on the shoulders of giants. I am... And, it was very self-reflective to me that I can relate that to anything that I'm doing in life that um, the people that came before me, like, we're not the first people to be doing. Whatever you're doing, you're not the first person to be doing. And maybe you are treading, paving your own way or, or whatever, but, I mean, if you are making a new genre of music and, you know, you are in reinventing whatever trend setting setting or whatever there is something there that you can't do what you're doing you can't Jimi hendrix couldn't do what he did if it wasn't for les paul wait a minute fender fender (laughs) yeah i knew that that was a little bit off (laughs) yeah That could have flowed really good, too. But, you know, everybody's standing on the shoulders of giants. So it's just whenever you're doing your thing, maybe we take a moment and and say that out loud. Like that's a thing. That's a a life lesson, I guess. I don't know. It was just very profound. Not profound. I don't know if that's the right word. But it was a very genuine thought to me this week like I was very grateful that I get to do what I do because of other people doing what they did you know yeah and hopefully I get to give thanks where thanks is due yeah <laughs> well, I guess yeah I mean ultimately yeah it's just I mean at that you know what do you say like thank you you know and what more can good you job. say good job good job <laughs> But, you know, but there's something warranted there where you, you want to give them a little bit more credit, you know? Wait till you're accepting your first podcast award and then thank the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> I got an easy one this week. Okay. Super easy. We'll get it in like two seconds. Last so, week was easy. Yeah. And, I, like, I keep hearing these songs that are real, some like, real, like, because they've got music behind them. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they're easy. And that's why you keep hearing them for years or whatever. Um, but it was, when I read the lyrics, I was like, wait a minute. I know all of these lyrics. I know everything about this song. And you're like, who who even sang this? Who? So I had to look up the band. I mean, I knew the song, but I had to look up the band. Uh, who sang it? So, you ready? So, friends, if you're just now tuning in, we do a thing called Song Said, where we read the, the verse of songs, and hopefully we can find whatever the name is. So, here. Chills, the chills that you spill up my back. Keep me filled with the satisfaction when we're done. Satisfaction 
of what's to come. I couldn't ask for another. No, I couldn't ask for another. Your groove I do deeply dig. No walls, only the bridge. My supper dish. My sucker tash. My supper dish. My sucker tash. I couldn't ask for another. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't ask for another. That's CNC Music Factory, isn't it? No. No. Oh. No, that was... um. I wasn't going to get it, though. Do you really? know why? You should know why I wasn't going to get that song. No, it's very... You would know the song. like. No, I recognize the song. We yeah. just started singing it, but I'm not... An, but as like, soon as you hear that, you start no. singing it. Move the chills the up my back. Give, give you spill. Fill when the sash The only reason why I know it is because it was big. Uh, they used to play it in the skating rink all the time. Yeah. During the time while we were skating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... I can't remember the name of who they are, though. The song is called... Which I got the song pretty quick. The Groove is in Your Heart. The Groove is in Your Heart. Okay. The band is called Delight. Delight. Oh, Delight, yes. Yeah, Delight. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I thought that was going to be a super easy one. No. Really? I knew the song, but I didn't know the people or the, you know. Yeah, and that's what, like, that's the thing is I want to print like this. I heard that song. Like, I know that They're song. They're catchy songs. Yeah. Catchy songs that you definitely remember. Grooves in the heart. Yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Friends, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time and the opportunity. Um, thank you for ContraVids coming in and having that conversation. I, I super, I'm super grateful for the opportunity to have that uh, conversation. Um, thank you to uh, at Typical DMB. Find us at the Columbus Show coming up. So this is coming out the week before the Columbus show. Um, thank you, everyone, for just thank you for Thanksgiving. Like I'm, thanks for giving us the this opportunity. This is Thanksgiving this week. week. We're just yeah, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm thank- grateful for the opportunity that you are giving us right now by listening to this. So thank you for giving us, and thank you. Yeah, we just can't say thank you enough. Like there's not enough, um, and hopefully here while we're in the while we're traveling traveling for the holiday <laughs> traveling for the holiday, um, we get, we're like there's a hopefully a special little holiday episode planned. So hopefully we get to do that, and um, I'm excited for the opportunity, and and let's keep bringing you know more people on and expanding the show, and I think that's part of it. That's part of us our networking and all of that thing. So um, thank you for the opportunity, all of you. Please find us on um, Google Play and iTunes or go to shutupilovey.com and, and click through. There's click throughs there. Um, please make sure you subscribe and rate and review. Please, please. It means the world to us. Um, even if this is your we first episode. We want to know what you think. 
Yeah. Um, but, and write us an email. Like, tell us what you think on uh, concert tickets. If, if you're the how you buy and sell DMB concert tickets, we want to know. We want to know what your thoughts are. Um, tell, tell us a story. Let's, uh, and, uh, you know, let's be friends. So uh, <laughs> we can get this all figured out together. Yeah. And we can. We can all together. So. Thank you to Team Sound and Team Tech and Team Music. We're grateful for doing what you do because what you do makes us do the things that we do the way that we do the things that we do. I'm going to figure that out. There's like something there, you know. Um, thank you, friends, for spending the time in the evening. And I, and I, we just cannot say thank you enough. So I know I, I don't mean to be redundant and repeating myself, but I do it all the time. We love all our friends, and that means you. We hope you enjoyed our podcast, too. Don't believe anything we say, because we're all bullshit today. And we'll do us, so you do you. We love you. Good night.